Hi everyone, tonight's episode is going to be a bit different because I'm going to use some audio that I recorded earlier this year. I don't know when exactly. Oh my god, earlier this year in 2023. <laughs> Sorry, I recorded some of this audio last year and I wanted to do an episode about this topic, but I didn't record it enough, so I just kept it for when I find an idea. So the idea came and I'm going to talk about boundaries, setting boundaries, and how getting better healing can make you feel more lonely if it makes sense so what you hear now is what i recorded last year and then i'll come back and let you know when i'm ready to discuss for tonight okay this part is titled in order to love yourself you have to know yourself and i was inspired by all about love by bell hooks where she talks about love as an actual verb and love as something that we need to learn how to do and sometimes we actually decide as society that self-love is something that is inherent and the same way that love is inherent you have to learn how to love you have to grow up in a loving environment to know what love is self-love isn't inherent you have to practice to love yourself daily and loving yourself isn't loving yourself when you are at your best it's loving yourself even when you do not want to you can't know something that you can't love something that you don't know sorry and how can you actually get to know yourself spend time with yourself i'm not well, i don't want to sound like an advertiser but journaling journaling everyday journaling yeah yeah journal and if you want me to make an episode about journaling just let me know on any of my socials and i will see how i can make it in a way that isn't boring to you because i could talk about journaling for a while but it will be boring to most people and if you know yourself you will know who you are you will know who you were you will know who you want to be and that's why journaling to me is so important because there are times where i honestly feel so lost and i can just open because the journals i have i bought one last year and it's a page a day journal so every day there's a page for every day i don't write every day even though I'm quote-unquote supposed to, but the days I write is really funny or really deep or it's interesting. So when I kind of feel lost in my life, I can go back as far as two years ago because I started journaling like beginning of last year. And I just think about how far I've been. So let me just share another story time TikTok video I watched. Um, around March last year, I felt like I was at the point where I was giving so much of myself to others, right? And I didn't know how to deal with that. And I was seeing a therapist. I saw her for quite a short time, so there's not much I can say about therapy. But the, my point is, when I was... And I saw put upon this TikTok, apparently it's from a movie. Um, I think Morgan Freeman plays in that movie. I, it's on my to be, to be watched, but I never watched it. Don't ask me why but the quote in the movie says when you ask god for something he gives you the opportunity if you ask god for patience he will give you the opportunity to be patient that means what that means that if for example you're someone that um i will take my case because that's what i can really break down the best i was asked am i still let me just talk in the past tense. I was someone that really didn't even give a damn about myself. Like, all I cared about is those people seeing me as someone that could be there for them. And I feel like it's still tied with that identity of being a good girl. 
I just wanted people to see me as someone who brought value to life. Like, oh, I love Sydney so much. She did this for me. She did this for me. She was there for me. She was there for me. Like, all of my identity tied around the fact that if I turn my back, what could this person say about me? And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a good thing to think about what people could say about you in your back. But your whole identity cannot revolve about what people will say about you in your back. It's not possible. Like, it's not, it's not even like a livable situation. And I was talking to a friend. I don't know if it was a friend or an acquaintance, but I don't remember. The, I don't even remember the person. I just remember the situation. And I, when I told you I, I did so much for this person, I don't remember the person. Because, like I said, I was in a mess at that period of my life. I was just doing anything and everything. Like, if you call me at midnight, be like, oh, Cindy, I need you to translate the document for me. 1 a.m. I'm, I'm sitting on my desk. I'm doing that shit for you. I do not care if I haven't slept. You're calling me at um, 8 a.m. I'm going to class. Oh, I need you to send me 30 pounds. 8 30, I'm at my bank <laughs> taking up the cash. I'm sending it to you, cash up, whatever you want. That's that's where I was in my life. So I can't remember if it was one person or many persons or different people. But I just remember the person saying to me, like, Oh, what did you do for me? And I was like, <sighs> and you, know, you know that feeling when you're like, should I just shout or should I just cry or should I just still go and jump <laughs> somewhere, right? And I feel like, how could you even ask the question? Because human beings are so funny. Like, you will do 99 things for someone and they will remember the one day that you said no because you were dying of lack of sleep. But that's basically what happened. Like, one day of, of like, sleepiness where I couldn't do what they wanted me to do. And they just put into question everything I ever did for them. And I just remember that ticket that I was of God, please give me this. And I gave you the opportunity. And I felt like an opportunity to not depend on what people said of me. And I don't remember what I said to that person, but I remember what I felt. I can find what I wrote in my journal, but that'll be a long process. I'm lazy, bro. But I actually wrote something about not, not giving people too much um too much what too much power over how i see myself because that was a really critical point of you feeling like you weren't any of me not my am i saying you of me feeling like i wasn't anything because someone told me that i wasn't valuable as if i was just like a currency like oh this currency is invaluable i'm just gonna trade away and get myself some us dollars Hope you're done listening to that little bit of audio now we're going to delve into the topic for tonight i'm going to discuss boundaries i don't know how extensively but the reference i'm using tonight is a book called wow the book is called boundaries <laughs> what could have you imagined it's by dr townsend and dr cloud you can find it on amazon but i'll write the name in the description of this episode as always so i read this book last year still and i made some highlights and some notes but i won't go through the whole book because it's a long book so i can't go through every single highlight but i've ha- i have a structure kind of for this episode so first we're going to go by timeline so what you heard before is the perspective of someone that did have any boundaries and what he felt like not to have those boundaries so that's what you heard before now i'm going to discuss what type of boundaries they are okay in the book i'm using tonight the the sorry the distinguished boundaries as physical boundaries words and the truth so physical boundaries is geographical distance 
One of the easiest ways to set boundaries between you and people who might not be good for you in your life is by creating distance. Think about relationships, think about friendships. And I think the most adapted example I can use is family. So I'm not talking for myself because I have a good relationship with my family. But I know a lot of people who are like me are international students that can testify to the fact that when they came abroad to study, your relationship with your family has improved because there's not that the same proximity. So the distance between them and your family members has created a sense of I don't I don't know what word to use, but since they are not there every day with them, they can miss each other and they can value each other more because of that missing part. Okay. So that's for the geographical distance. Now to words I added a part of this text to the words I'm at page 36. So what I highlighted is my highlighted sentence or couple of words for this section is the pressure comes from your own sense of what you should do. So sometimes the reason why we have shallow boundaries with people is because of what we think we owe people. We come from a place of it's not a place of lack per se, but it's a place of guilt almost. I owe this person this because of the relationship we have. Most often, you see it in. Oh, uh, sorry, I just wanted to put a disclaimer of what I'm saying here is mainly, mainly based on my personal experience. So, you might not relate to this, but this is my experience, and I'll try to explain it in a way that will make sense with you. You don't have to agree, but as long as you can understand where I'm coming from, I feel like that's the most important. The scenario in which I've seen this the most is for mothers. I won't say parents in general, I would say mothers. Because of maybe the maternal instinct, but the nurturing spirit of mothers make them feel like because I am your mom, I owe you this, I owe you that. And a lot of moms I know do not know how to say no and they don't know how to take breaks. They feel like they constantly owe something. If not to your husband, is your children is to the people in your family and it's exhausting i've seen it so many times and the pressure of constantly thinking of your life of what in terms of what you should do for this or this or this person and i talked about this before it happened to me i'm not even a mom but it happened to me for my friends i felt like am i really a friend if i can't bring anything to this person i am a good friend depending on how much i can do and that's a lot of pressure to put in yourself i'm not gonna lie about it and just for just so you know, in case you're interested, the other boundaries they talk about in the book are truth, words, um, consequences, emotional distance, other people. I won't go in every single one of them. But I think words is irrelevant to us. I've talked about it already. Now I'm going to the part where I will talk about what can happen if you don't have boundaries. So Maybe there's someone listening to this who currently has a problem with boundaries and you're trying to get to know how can I resolve this problem. Maybe you don't even know that you have a problem with boundaries and this episode will help you realize that you have that problem. So you don't need to thank me. (laughs) Okay, let me just get into what I'm trying to say. Now I want to introduce one of the most interesting topics I've learned about. I've learned about this topic in therapy. I did therapy for about six weeks in 2022. And I've recorded a similar segment before, but I never put it in an episode because it wasn't relevant to the episode I posted. But now it's my time to shine. 
okay the topic i want to introduce here is the drama drama triangle concept well i can't even speak so the drama triangle think about the triangle obviously you have the perpetrator you have the victim and you have um okay you have the perpetrator the victim and the savior so what happens for someone i would look at it from both sides and from the victim perspective let's say you i will take the example of siblings an older sibling and a younger sibling the younger sibling is really irresponsible doesn't know how to manage your finances always not able to pay rent whatever you know if you're an older sibling you know how younger siblings sometimes can be difficult to manage now the older siblings is the is the more responsible one always has some cash left aside to help people always has some time left aside to help people and in this drama triangle the victim you might think doesn't make sense but if you follow what i'm saying you will see it makes sense the victim here is not the older sibling the victim is the younger sibling because it's someone that constantly victimizes themselves so if you hear the narrative of the victim it goes as it's not my fault i didn't do this this happened to me this person did this to me they are always in difficult situation but it's never their fault it's always because of either external circumstances or because of other people okay now we're coming to the older sibling the older sibling here is the perpetrator and the savior at the same time because in the sense that the, old, the younger sibling won't be able to pay rent for example how is the older sibling perpetrator in my ass because they are disabling your sibling from being able to get themselves out of situation so the question to ask yourself if you can recognize your, if you can recognize the perpetrator role as something you've been in is to ask yourself does helping this person actually help because this is where i'm going if you're constantly helping someone with the same issue over and over again is it actually helping because by constantly helping someone out of the same situation over and over again you're removing the power from that person to think by themselves of of ways to come out of these challenges in that scenario it will be really difficult for the younger siblings to learn how to be responsible about your finances because they know every single time i have a problem with my rent or something related to money i can come to my older siblings they're always going to be there for me so why would i bother saving more why would i bother not going to chanel at the end of the month when i receive my pay you know what i mean so yeah i'm not doing any blaming here i've been in that situation as well so I'm not saying you're a perpetrator, you're bad. That's not my point. My point is just to help you to recognize that you're in a similar scenario and what you can do about it. Now, let's talk about how the perpetrator is also the savior. Is it savior? Let me check. Yes, actually, savior or rescuer. But the way I told this story, you can already see how the perpetrator is actually the savior. So maybe I should have told this story before debunking the drama triangle but whatever i didn't think of that i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry if i removed all of the suspense i'm really sorry okay so we're done talking about the drama triangle we talked about what are boundaries now we're going to talk about so to talk about how you can f- create better boundaries that's not really what i wanted to discuss in this episode to be honest with you so i'm not going to go into details about that i'm sorry but if you want to know about how to get out of the drama triangle, 
I recommend you read the chapter about boundaries and your friends in the book I, rec- I referenced in the beginning. And it will help you identify the pattern so you can identify the what is going on. What is the dynamic actually at, at play? Why is this going on? And I, I think for the why is it going on? Yeah, I know, for example, in that um, in that time of my life when I was in the drum triangle, I was doing it for selfish reasons almost because I found value into what I did for people. I discussed that, and doing things for people made me feel more worth. I took my worth out of how much I could do for others. So you might have similar reasons. You might also have different reasons. So in that sense, journaling might help you identify the why you're doing what you're doing. And then you need to think about, okay, I know what is going on. I know why it's going on. And how can I make it go on? The part that I'm interested in today is the then what. So we're still in our boundaries and healing journey. You had some problems, some really shallow boundaries. You identified the boundaries. You understood what you were doing. You started journaling. You read the book. And now you're all fixed and healed. Clap for yourself. But guess what? You're lonely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do that. You're lonely. And this is this is where it gets interesting. You thought having boundaries and being a better version of yourself would make you so fulfilled. And the whatever you thought it would bring you. But actually you're like, whoa. Nothing is going on in my life. There's no one in my life. And I... I won't say I experienced it because I'm still in that stage of my life where I feel like, wow, have I just removed everyone by setting boundaries? And this is where it can get tricky. Me personally, I appreciate my being alone. I won't say my loneliness. Loneliness is not something necessarily positive. Being alone is loneliness. It's not. Sorry. Okay. Solitude is positive. Loneliness is not positive. So I appreciate my solitude, but I do not appreciate loneliness. But I'm also an introvert, so that might play into why I appreciate solitude. If you're an extrovert in that sense, and you have better boundaries now, and just like, whoa, <laughs> where are the people that were in my life? Did I just throw everyone away? This is the part for you. So I said, I said it might get tricky, and what do I mean by that? When you're done removing people that were not respectful of the changes you were needed to make in your life or your relationship that actually stayed in your life changed in whatever way they changed you might feel like you're not as close to people as you were that's what I mean by this it's not always removing people entirely 100% I block your number whatever sometimes it's just that the proximity you had with those people it's not the same anymore and I'm not gonna lie, sometimes it's really sad to be like, oh, this person I used to call at 3 a.m. First of all, I sleep at 3 a.m. <laughs> now, but you know, you get what I mean. And what might happen if you're not careful, you might go back to your old ways because there's comfort in what we know. That's just a reality. There's comfort in what we know. We know how we used to be, so we know if we revert back, it might go back to that. But think about the fact that you've not done all the work on yourself to just go back to how it was before. So we think of the positive things about boundaries. 
if you're you're trying to have better boundaries, you realize that you have more peace of mind. You feel more at ease. You feel more peaceful in your life now, and that's something that is not even to neglect or to take lightly. Peace of mind is one of the most important things to your mental health. You have more time to journal. You feel more grateful about your life. You just feel more at ease, and that is something that is so amazing. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating this. It is so amazing to just feel at peace in your life. Something else about setting boundaries that will happen is that people respect you more. You won't find people trying to step on you as much as they did before. People won't try to take advantage of you as much as they did before. They will know this person is kind, this person is nice and everything, but I need to respect. Even when people come and approach you and they ask you for something, it doesn't come from a place of entitlement, but from a place of humility of, I need this thing and I'm going to ask this person who can help me. And not from a place of, oh, she always does this, let me go to her because I know she can't say no. no. And that creates respect, that, that just commands respect, whatever situation you're in. Is it friendship, work, whatever you want to call it, people will respect you more. Because they know that if you do something for them, it's not because you have to, it's because you genuinely want to. So yeah, your phone might be tried. You might not go out on Friday and Saturday nights like you used to do before. People won't be calling you up and down, but you will feel at ease, you will feel at peace. And as I'm saying this to you, I'm trying to, okay, to also get into terms with, oh, adulting isn't necessarily about being the largest, most noisy crowd most populated spaces sometimes adulting is also about finding yourself it's about those moments you spend alone those moments where you're like oh i didn't know i liked running yeah this is okay this is the more personal thing you might not relate to this but during the christmas break lately i took out i took a day out i didn't have my friends around my few friends <laughs> that i didn't show up weren't around so i just took a day and i went running and i didn't know i liked running you know so now i love running but i can't run at the moment because it's like two degrees outside so when it gets a bit warmer i will start running again by god's grace so that's one of the things you can discover new hobbies as well and hey if you want to take one thing away from this episode your loneliness doesn't have to be filled by people repeat after me your loneliness doesn't have to be filled by people because i don't know if you actually realize how much is a human being a human being is a lot of things a human being is thoughts actions words taking out your space it's a lot of things your loneliness can be filled by something as simple as finding a new hobby something that will not remove your peace away from you I just take, I just took a break to write a few points down because I felt like I was going all over the place with this topic of loneliness in your healing journey. So I just wrote four points down before I close the episode. Today I was watching the interview um, with Michelle Obama by Jay Shetty on his YouTube channel while I was cooking. And she made this really interesting analogy about climbing the Mount Everest with your friends and with your close ones. So what happens at the start of the journey when you're starting to climb the Mount Everest at the beginning, everyone is happy, everyone is like, go, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you reach the first stop, some people will be like, bro, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this thing. I don't know who had the idea. I want to go back home. 
some people will feel mentally tired and you just need a little go 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 to keep going and you encourage these people and you keep going by the time you reach the third stop maybe you started at 30 now you'll be 10 of us now the question is does it mean you need to stop and go back to the bottom because you're not as many people as you were or do you keep going you have a calling man you have your purpose and if you're grounded in your purpose, and if you're grounded into why you need to achieve this purpose, now I'm talking more about religion and about faith. If you know that you were sent on this earth for a purpose, which is to serve God and to bring His word to the people around you, and the path is treacherous, my friend. <laughs> the path is difficult. You will have so many hurdles, so many hardships. But it doesn't mean that if someone that was part of your journey at the beginning is no longer there you will go back because remember your goal in this life is not people your goal in this life is not in human beings these human beings are part of your journey they are not the reason for your journey the reason for your journey you can't even see it with your eyes so remember what is your purpose and what you're grounded in now coming back to the number of people that were in this climbing of mount Everest. It brings me to my first point, I think, is there's value in quality over quantity. Now that you're in a better place with yourself, you will not have as many people that are close to you. And if you're on social media and you see all this vacation with my friend and people have 25 friends and being over and you're just like thinking to yourself whoa <laughs> even if i really not everyone from all around the world i won't have as many friends that's perfectly fine there's value in quality over quantity and i want you to remember it just because you can't count your friends on 10 fingers it doesn't mean that the friends you have are not valuable and it's important to be grateful for the people that are in your life it's so important you can't approach life from a from a lack mindset you can't approach life from a place of like you can't look at your relationship in life from with a scarcity mindset and i want to do a separate episode about scarcity mindset because it's a concept i feel so strongly about you cannot see what you don't have more than what you have that's not something that will bring you any kind of sort of happiness so learn to appreciate quality over quantity instead of thinking of how many more friends can i make think about how can i foster and how can i make the relationships i have with my friends better than what they have okay so my second point is not everyone will understand the journey you're going through and that's one of the reasons why they have to get out of here. <laughs> there are some people that you will outgrow. And it's important for me to point out that it's not because you outgrow someone that you're better than the person. And you need to have the humility to understand that going in different ways doesn't mean that one way is better than the other. I have friends that I was very close to when I was in high school. Now we barely say happy birthday because our life just took different paths. But do you think I will sit down and start saying that your life is worse than mine or my life is worse than yours? It has nothing to do with it. You just outgrow people because you take different paths in life. And that's okay. What you can do is just pray that your lives are good the way they are. That wherever they are in the world, whatever they are doing, that they keep and they remain blessed. Not everyone will make it with you and not everyone will understand you. 
don't spend your whole time your whole healing journey try to explain to people why you have to take to take certain position or why you have to do some things don't spend your whole healing journey trying to explain to people why you have to stay alone to journal that doesn't make sense that will not get you any closer to your goal my third point is you will never be completely whole so whatever you're feeling right now maybe you feel like oh my god i feel better than ever this boundaries thing is really changed my life i feel like i'm the best person in the world you know do not take so much pride in yourself first of all because everything you have is because of grace it's not because of merit so remember that and stay humble you're not the best person in the world you're not better than the person next to you stay humble and you'll never be completely whole you'll never reach a stage where you're like okay this is 100% of healing no so whatever you do and whatever kind of self-actualization if you're anything like me you like to think of different ways to improve yourself you like to think about oh what can i change about myself today let me think let me analyze let me see my flaws how can i improve myself it's almost analytical so yeah if you'd like to think of your personality as a list of things that you could improve that you could look you could do better as if it was a software update <laughs> even software updates there's no software update that is like okay 100% no software update needed anymore that should tell you something you'll never be a hundred percent so appreciate each single part of this journey and appreciate wherever you are stay present in what you have right now and remain grateful and if ever you feel like you're not doing enough that's why journaling is also important to me because if ever you feel like you're not doing enough it's really helpful to go in one of your journals and to open back and to see what you were doing a year or two years ago and to be like wow i was really dumb <laughs> and now i have a little bit of wisdom so that's great that's a great start let's carry on my last point is still um, from that interview with Michelle Obama and Jay Shetty. I will put the reference as well in the description of this episode. And she was saying something about how being in the White House and being in the First Lady, so the President's wife, gave her access to more information than she wished she had. So I tried to explain this. You know how when we open our phones sometimes and we only look at social media for like, oh, the world is a bad place, the world is a bad place, we're all going to die. I'm not going to have children in this world because it's so evil and so disgusting almost, you know. So imagine instead of having those news in your phones, you had a direct sources as to where it comes from. You had whole folders about wars, about killings, about all those things. You, I can't even imagine that because it's like, wow how do you remain happy when you know so many bad things going on around you and the the natural thing to do as human beings when you're faced to danger is to withdraw yourself is to try because you can't fight in a fight or flight situation you can't fight a war that's going on in a foreign country or you can't fight the people that are taking away children to sell in the dark market you can't fight them because you can't even see them sometimes so what you can do is you can run away and you can hide yourself. And she said that it's so important when you're at the top of the mountain to remain open. Do not let fear be a thing that guides your life. So how that ties back to boundaries. When you're at 
an advanced stage of your boundary setting journey, you might feel like, oh, these people are bad. I might just keep everyone away. But beware of the fact that there's something to learn from every single person. That's something I'm trying to remind myself of almost every day. That it doesn't matter if this person is going to be your best friend. It's not because you cannot see a friendship from this person that is in front of you. That means this person doesn't deserve to have a chat with you. Even in a 10-minute conversation, you can learn something either about yourself, about the person, about the situation. You, there's, there's something to learn from every in every single situation. So it's important to stay open. And not every single person you meet has to be your friend. So what's the point of going to people and trying to judge them for their character? Not every person you meet you will be your friend. Not every person you meet you will even remember your name. But every single person you need deserves to be respected and deserves to be treated with kindness. And you have to stay open to actually gain knowledge from the world around you. Because if you have the opposite of shallow boundaries, which is really strict boundaries, to the point where you let nothing in, your growth journey will be... Is it stunted? Your growth journey will be pushed. Let me just use <laughs> Hey, what I know, you will stop growing because you will stop allowing external information and you will keep at the level of growth where you were in. Do not let your growth be hindered by the fear of what the world is. The world is a dangerous place, everyone knows that. But do not let fear be the thing that guides your life and remain open to possibilities and remain open to opportunities to learn. I hope you were able to take something from this little conversation with myself. And if you're feeling lonely right now, it won't be forever. You won't feel like this forever. And I am actually so proud of you for trying to put the work in yourself, for trying to do better, for trying to be better. So wherever you are, whatever you are doing, that there's someone out there that's proud of you. You should keep going and never give up on what you could be. But also remember that wherever, whatever you are at the moment, it's already more than enough. And even if I was to not like you anymore, if you are a Christian like me, then there's a God that loves you. And God's love is not a love that allows you to be lonely. So keep that in mind. God is love and you are loved by him. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Glowing Soul, the podcast brought to you by Cindy. See you in the next episode.